Abyssinia pulled her cloak around her tightly. The sun in the brilliant late autumn sky laughed down at the village, offering no warmth and no chance of rain. Move, outcast. Shoved aside, Abyssinia landed hard on the frozen ground. Footsteps circled her. Get up, demon, a voice whispered close to her ear. Lilas, always Lilas. Get up, I said. Through her curtain of hair, Abyssinia could see Lilas's blonde braid dangling before her. That was all that saved Lilas. As an orphan and a girl, Lilas was worth little to the people of Verniel. But she was blonde, blue-eyed, and fair, too close to Vron's paragon of beauty to be an outcast. Dwarf dirty, Lilas taunted her. Abyssinia bit her tongue and tasted blood. Let it go, she told herself, anger rising. Lilas moved in closer. Chirac's coming, she mocked, coming to get rid of you and your freakish mother. Abyssinia fought the urge to throw herself at the girl. When would she learn how useless it was to fight back? Then Lilas came in for the final blow. Bastard, she hissed, and a fleck of spit fell on Abyssinia's hand. In one motion, Abyssinia threw back her head and stared at Lilas, a direct affront. An outcast could not meet the eyes of a villager. A look of triumph came over Lilas's face, but as she opened her mouth to shout, a cry came from the widows. Here he comes, Elder Thekis! And the scramble to be the first to get cheese drowned out Lilas's accusation. I'll get you for that! Lilas threatened before cuffing Abyssinia on the head and disappearing among the widows. Abyssinia was shaking as she got to her feet, the hate still bitter in her mouth. She tossed her hair forward to shroud her face again and turned to the crowd, an unbroken line of leather tunics and blonde braids. Saved by Elder Thekis. She watched grimly as the elder made his way to the storehouse. Like the rest of the villagers, he wore leather leggings and a tunic over an undershirt but the red sash tied across his chest, the iron pendant around his neck, and his full cheeks told his rank. How disappointed he would be to know that he saved me from a good beating. A young man with a vacant stare and slight smile limped behind the elder, shadowing his every step. He too wore a sash across his chest, but his was made of dirty rags, and the chain around his neck was made of bones. His name was Jorno, and like Abyssinia, he was an outcast. As the pair approached the crowd, the elder called out, Make way, let me through. And Giorno mimicked his accent and tone exactly. Make way. As the windows parted, Giorno's absent gaze rested on Abyssinia. For no more than an instant, recognition registered on his face. He saw her. But just as quickly, he resumed his empty stare. Abyssinia gasped. Did I imagine it? Giorno had sixteen or seventeen winters, a few more than Abyssinia, but he had not grown up in Vrenail as she had. Last summer he had wandered into the village, his right foot toeless and half-severed, a sure sign he had been captured by centaurs.